We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 361. You got me and only me for this episode, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about my experience last week in Milan for the FEI Jumping European Championship. It was absolutely incredible. I just really love having experiences, especially with European jumping championships and and horse shows in Europe in general, because I feel like they're, you know, a little bit different than than what you might see in the United States. So I just think it's a great opportunity to learn more about the sport in a place that has been doing it and doing it well and in a pretty big way for some time now. So what basically happened is we have, Ethan and I have a relationship with the FEI, the um, Equestrian Federation, the, the large governing body of the sport, to create content for them. We went with the FEI earlier in the year to Omaha for the World Cup Finals of 2023, and we created content for them on their TikTok account. So if you follow them on TikTok, it is FEI Horse World. And during World Cup Finals and now during the European Championship, we were running the TikTok account. We did lots of videos every day, and it was just such an incredible experience. I absolutely love doing this and working with the FEI in this way. So basically, we got to Italy, and I have never been to Italy before, so I was so excited. Um, Flew, let's see, Orlando to London and London to Milan. The London stint is always, you know, a bit long. I think it was about eight and a half or nine hours or so. So it takes a minute to get over there, but it wasn't too bad. And then it's just like a two hour flight from London to Milan. So that was the journey that we took. And we ended up meeting some of the FEI team. Their trip was a little bit easier. Most of them are based in the UK. And so they were able to hop over there pretty easily. It felt like we were the only Americans there. Um, I heard a couple American accents, but it was, you know, vastly European and worldwide. Um, So I really loved that aspect to it. I think it was really cool. So we were in Milan and it's just a large city. I mean, obviously there are beautiful and historic parts to it. A lot of the buildings and architecture reminded me of London, but um, it was just, yeah, really stunning. We had great weather. We were there from August 27th to September 3rd within there. We came in, uh, I think we flew in and got in like Wednesday morning and we start, we went right over to the venue and started shooting Wednesday through Sunday. So it was a jam packed schedule, but we were still able to, um, explore a little bit in the evening for dinner, but we were responsible for five TikToks 
per day. So it was really busy. The really cool thing about FEI Horse World is the TikTok account is they like to really have a mix of content. It wasn't all about results and um, not so, I guess, like media focused where it's kind of, you know, like rigid, black and white. You kind of give details of what happens and which really isn't my style and they have a huge media team whose sole responsibility is to update with results um, through social media so that was not our role we are more responsible for the creative fun entertaining educational trending tiktok account so with that being said we had to do quite a bit of research, which um, Ethan especially loves because he is an avid consumer on TikTok. So he's actually a very vital part besides doing all the photo and video. He is a huge part of this role because he always has such a good pulse on the trending TikToks. It's hard because it's not something that we could really plan in advance because obviously like trends on TikTok are really only like you know, you want to get on them at a pretty immediate time period. And so we were really kind of looking for trends as the week was happening. So we did a combination of short and quick Um, fun but educational interviews with top riders. Um, I was able to interview Henrik von Eckerman, and so that was really cool talking to him a little bit about his horse, how he prepares for a grass arena, which was in Milan, versus a sand arena. And, um, you know, like favorite qualities about his horse, where he's going next and things like that. So that was, you know, obviously so cool to interview the the number one rider in the world right now. So that was awesome. And then obviously we have a good deal of fun finding the kind of like fun, silly, trending sounds and trending concepts. I don't know if you know this, but a little fun fact I kind of think that Ethan and I started the get ready with me trend in the horse's point of view. We did that in Omaha with Anna Buffini's horse Diva, and it literally blew up. Like, I think right now it has over, I think it has nearly 2 million views, um, which for a horse account is huge. But it was so fun. Diva had a huge personality, and we caught her on video, like, spooking like pretty significantly at nothing. So um, it was really fun to kind of come up with a voiceover that really matched her personality. So that went really well. So we wanted to make sure that we did a get ready with me in the horse's point of view at the European Championship as well in Milan. What we wanted to do this time is get a content on a lot of like several of the top riders who were going into the individual final and make sure that we did a get ready with me in the horse's point of view of the horse that won the event. So that took some, uh, you know, extra logistics and planning because um, we, we picked Diva because I'm friends with Anna. It was really easy just kind of logistically to get content of her and her horse. And I knew her horse to have a big personality, so I knew it would be pretty entertaining. Um, but this time we thought it would be cool to get the point of view of the winner. Just thought it would be an extra fun little spin on what we did in Omaha. So that was really cool. Um, the format of the week um, started off with the team event, which I thought was really cool. I think that 
the FEI, especially for the European events, do such a nice job with really having that camaraderie with the team members. Sweden ended up taking the win for the for the team championship, which was earlier in the week. It was, oh, it was done by Friday. Saturday was a bit of a, a light day. So that was kind of nice. Something that we, I feel like in the United States are not normally used to. Um, I feel like we really kind of like pack in all of the classes or we have lots of horses and lots of, you know, clients at horse shows. So we never really have a day off midweek, but I thought it was really nice for the riders and especially nice for the grooms and the horses to really take a breather. First of all, not be, not have to jump more jumps um, so many days in a row. So I thought that that was you know, super, super nice. The riders could sleep in a little bit. All they really had was a jog for soundness going into the individual championship. So the individual championship was on Sunday and it was a two round event. Um, no jump off, but basically all the individuals who had qualified from the team events earlier in the week competed and then um, a select few came back I believe it was 12 came back um, later in the afternoon for round B which was again a one round class it was a meter 60 I mean we walked the courses um, several times throughout the week and the jumps were just huge like they were so big the oxer spreads were crazy wide it was just unreal and I don't know about you but I think it's because we don't have a lot of venues in the United States that have um, a lot of grass arenas. But grass kind of freaks me out. I know Henrik was saying it, it, is, it tends to be a little bit more for, uh, you know, riders get nervous about the grass. Horses, in his opinion, don't care all that much between the two. But yeah, I just thought I, it, it makes me nervous with, you know, the inside turns and the height of the jump and the width of the jump. Oh, man, like I give those riders so much credit that they can just go around. There weren't any um, close calls or any slipping or anything that they, they took really great care of the grass um, from what I saw in Milan. Um, always the afternoon and the evenings before um, all the grass was rolled um, and watered during, you know, every couple rounds the the ring crew would go around and basically kind of like divot repair the arena um kind of like golf course style so i thought that was really cool especially in combinations and lines um, at the base and, and the landing of every jump so i thought that was really cool We've talked a lot about saddles and saddle fit on the podcast just because it's so important that you are using a saddle that really fits you and your horse, but especially your horse. It really does make or break the comfort level and the ability for the horse to perform at their best. And then having something that fits you is also really important for you guys to really work as a team. I love Voltaire Design. I've been wearing and using their saddles for probably over three years now. And I just think they have so many great qualities to them. They are a French made saddle. I ride in the Palm Beach, which is one of their classic jumping saddles. And I just love how flexible it is. It's one of the only flexible trees out there on the market. And it really allows for the horse's shoulder to stay really open, which I think 
is super important. If you want more information, visit their website to just learn about all of the design and innovation and performance that Voltaire Design can allow. So many top riders use Voltaire, and I feel like that really speaks for itself. So for more info, visit their website at voltairedesign.com. That's V-O-L-T-A-I-R-E design.com. Also want to mention that there is a limited special on 16-inch saddles, so make sure that you ask your local Voltaire saddle specialist about the deals on 16-inch saddles. All right, let's get back to the episode. Some other pieces of content that I really like to do is um, what we did in Omaha as well as in Milan was a walk the course with a rider. And um, I just think that that's a really cool way because I think content wise and, you know, just as a consumer myself, I really do love an educational piece of content. And so um, especially for a rider that's maybe newer to um, being able to walk a course and understanding counting strides and and the purpose of that. I think it's a really cool aspect of a content and what the FEI stresses in their FEI Horse World TikTok account. So we did that again. The really cool thing this time is that the line that we decided to particularly use was on the half stride. So it ended up walking about eight and a half strides and so it was really cool. I, we had the viewer, the TikTok consumer, tell us in the comments below if the rider got an eight or a nine since it walked on the half stride. So I thought that dynamic was really cool. Um, obviously, from a TikTok standpoint, great engagement because you're, you're getting people in the comments. But also, it was just, you know, a really like engaging post that I always think went, you know, goes really well. Other than that, we did a lot of trending audio, um, some fun, plus some inspirational. I mean, you really can't go wrong with like a really good trending audio with a good beat drop, slow-mo jumping, like a horse jumping in the air and, um, you know, having, uh, having horses jump um, as far as like content goes. I just think if you can get a horse jumping in a TikTok, uh, uh, you know, video in the first five, 10 seconds. I mean, I think that that is money, you know, from a, from a backend marketing standpoint, but I, I don't know about you, but as a consumer, I mean, just watching slow-mo horses jumping a meter 60 is just absolutely breathtaking. So we did a lot of slow-mo jumping. Um, one video I really liked in particular is we had a combination um, midweek and what we did is we, um, Ethan recorded I would say probably 10 riders through this combination. It was a triple combination. And we ended up splicing all these little video clips so that every stride, it was a new horse and rider combination. And I just really liked how that one turned out. I think it's um, really cool to kind of see the differences in the horse's jumping style and the position, um, what the horse, what the rider's doing to create space or to leave out space, depending on the horse's stride or how they came into the combination. So I just think it's a it was a really cool way to kind of showcase multiple riders and horses in one uh, TikTok video. There was a really exciting ending. Steve Gerdot ended up winning his Swiss rider, um, won the individual championship with his horse Dynamics de Belheim. And oh my gosh, she was 
absolutely amazing so fast they went clear the entire week which is just absolutely remarkable so it was really cool to see them finish on top and then we of course did a get ready with me to win the individual fei jumping european championship video with dynamix and so that was so fun we gave her a little mayor personality and um, so that was really cool to kind of embody her as she was you know in the warm-up ring going through the shoot jumping in the ring with steve and then obviously the prize giving the victory gallop and um of course all of the paparazzi and fans that that crowded her after the event so that was that was super fun if you find yourself in Europe in the near future, um, whether that's the UK, Germany, the Netherlands, Italy, there are so many places where there are jumping events going on. France, um, south of France, if you're having a little fun south of France holiday next summer, make sure that you look at the, the FEI schedule, the Longines schedule for some events. I think it's something that every American rider should experience because it's just, it's, I wouldn't go as far to say it is like a totally different sport, but the, the cultural differences, the, um, the things that are emphasized and then the things that are kind of like downplayed that are different than America are just so unique. And, and I think really can help make you more of a well-rounded equestrian. I think there is a huge emphasis on the horse um, in Europe, as well as a big emphasis on, on conditions and things like that. But otherwise, I feel like there's just like a little bit more of a, like a, a hardiness to the horse. And there's just like a little, it seems like a little bit less of a stressful environment in Europe. Um, not to say that that the horse care isn't of utmost importance at these events, but I just find that sometimes in the U.S. we like really tend to frap out or stress out about some of the smallest things that that aren't um, that don't have anything to do with the horse's safety or well-being, but just like add stressors. And I feel like um, because the European culture has been around equestrian sport for a lot longer and in a bigger way for longer, um, the popularity has been there for longer, There's, it's just like seems a little bit less stressful and a little bit more of a well-oiled machine. And so I just think it's so important for for American riders to take the time to experience the European show jumping sport and and what it offers and, and how it runs. There are lots of big European events coming up, not to mention the 2024 Olympics in Paris, which I really hope to be able to attend next year. Um, that will just be such an incredible spectacle of our sport. But if you happen to miss my TikTok videos that we did in Milan last week, make sure you go over to the FEI Horse World TikTok account, give them a follow, and you'll notice from Omaha as well as for the FEI Jumping European Championship in Milan, those are, those are our videos. That's our stuff. So I would love for you to support, take a look, and and just enjoy. Get some good recaps, but uh, there's also some pretty cute stuff in there too. So until next time, I'm Bethany Lee, and this is the Equestrian Podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.
All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.